0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: Israel is confident in their ability to defend themselves against their enemies. Just listen to Benjamin Netanyahu talk about their ability to defend themselves. They are confident in their ability to defend themselves against their enemies and that's the idea here with they dwell safely. All of these statements in verse 8 are true about the modern state of Israel.
0: In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you that the prophecies found in the Bible are found to come true time and time again. Throughout both the Old and New Testaments, prophecy is a prevalent source of writing. There are prophecies about Jesus, His death, His resurrection, and His return for the church. The Bible also has a prophecy about the nation of Israel. The Bible says the nation will be attacked, but miraculously saved by God. What a great and powerful Savior that we get to serve. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 38 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: So, the names of these, these, these nations, these countries that are part of this invasion, have changed. So, where are these countries located geographically? What countries are we talking about? Well, this list here in verse 2 Rosh, Meshach, Tubal, and he's going to give some other names here in a minute. Uh, these, these countries today are mainly in modern day Russia. Central Asia, in the area near the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea. Uh, This would include many of the Stan countries in Central Asia, like Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan. Uh, Those are all in that area of of Magog. Um, These countries would also include modern-day Turkey. So the uh, the Caucasus Mountains. Uh, the name Caucasus Mountains uh, it, it literally literally means Gog's fort. Gog's fort. It goes back to to what we're talking about uh, here, and that that region between Europe and Asia, central, uh, you know, area located there between the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea. And so, what we have here is a confederation of nations led by. Modern-day Russia, geographically, that's where we're talking about. Modern-day Russia, Central Asia, parts of Turkey, uh, led by Gog, the leader of that that area. Uh, Verse 6 says the invasion will come, if you look down in verse 6, the invasion will come from from the north. Right? And repeats, if you look down in verse 15. Uh, also, verse 15, then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many people with you. So we see that down in uh, chapter 39, verse 2, I will turn you around and lead you on, bringing you up from the far north. So these nation, this nation is is coming from the far north. To the far north of the land of Israel is Russia. If you draw a line from Israel directly north, it intersects Moscow. Uh, so we're, we're talking about uh, Russia here, primarily. Russia has a long history of anti-Semitism. Russia has a long history of persecuting the Jewish people. Uh, today in Israel, there is a, a large population of Russian Jews that live in the land of Israel that led the persecution and the anti-Semitism in, in, in Russia. So some other nations are listed for us in verses 5 and 6. And again, the focus here is on the geography. Where are these uh, places located geographically? The political names of these areas have changed over the centuries. They may change again, but these are the geographic areas involved in this invasion of Israel. Verse 5 says, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them. All of them with shields and helmets. Gomer and all its troops. The house of Togarma from the far north and all its troops. Many people are with them. So Persia is part of this confederation. That invades Israel in the last days. After Israel becomes a nation again. Which it has. Persia is involved. Now Persia is modern day Iran. Uh, In fact. uh, Iran's name was changed from Persia to Iran. Only in 1935. Really not that long ago. And Iran just you know. You you know we we probably have limited knowledge of these nations as they relate to Israel. Uh, Iran was generally pro-Western and pro-Israel up until the Islamic Revolution of the 1970s. Well, previous to that revolution in 1979, when when, uh, Islamic extremists took over Iran, Iran was pro-Western. They were pro-Israel. So if, if we were reading this prophecy, if we were reading Ezekiel chapter 38, say, in the early 1970s or the 1960s, and we would read about Persia invading Israel, uh, you know, we would have to say, well, things would have to change very dramatically for Iran to participate in an invasion of Israel. Well, in 1979, things changed very dramatically in Iran. And since then, and especially today, Iran is very vocal about their hatred of Israel and their desire to destroy Israel as a nation. Iran's unwavering Israel hatred. And this article, it actually says, once a friend to Israel, Tehran, overnight became an arch enemy dedicated to its destruction. 1979, with the Islamic takeover of Iran. Overnight, they became arch enemies of Israel. New York Times article. So we're talking, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, as Iran threatens payback after assassination, uh, Germany urges restraint. So now Iran is threatening to uh, retaliate against Israel. Uh, again, this is from May 2020. Iran's Khomeini vows to destroy Israel. Iran's Supreme Leader, this is from May of, of 2020, Iran's Supreme Leader releases Final Solution poster and vows to destroy Israel. Uh, the Nazis came up with the Final Solution for the Jews, which was to exterminate them. And the, the, uh, the Supreme Leader of Iran is using that same terminology in a poster uh, describing the destruction of Israel. Again, this is just in May. Uh, so this is current affairs. And so you know when we look at the Scriptures, uh, we want to look at the world through the lens of the Scriptures. We don't want to look at the Scriptures through the lens of the world. We want to look at the world through the lens of the Scriptures. And, and we see here uh, that, that Iran has a, a, a deep hatred for Israel uh, as, as a nation. Uh, Again, before 1979 and the Islamic Revolution in Iran, this this didn't really seem possible or likely because there were friendly relations. So you have Persia, verse 5, and then next you have Ethiopia. Ethiopia here uh, is referring to the land south of Egypt. This would include modern-day Sudan. Modern-day Sudan. Again, we're talking about geographic locations. This would include modern-day Sudan. Sudan has had decades of hostility towards Israel. And we're talking about a confederation of nations that invade Israel, led by the leader of Russia, along with these other nations, Persia, uh, the area of Sudan. Now, This is a headline from two days ago. Russia to establish Navy base in the Sudan for at least 25 years. This is just from December 8th. So Russia is establishing a Navy base in the Sudan. And Ezekiel 38 tells us that that area where Sudan is located, along with Russia, uh, will be in a confederation together and invade the land of Israel. Next you have in the list Libya. Again, this is geographic, ancient Libya. This refers to the land west of Egypt or northern Africa. Next in verse 6 you have Gomer. That's not Gomer Pyle. Don't think of Gomer Pyle. That's what I usually think of. Uh, Gomer is modern-day Turkey. Togarmaz, mentioned next, also modern-day Turkey into the area of Armenia, as well so so what about turkey what about the modern state of turkey well israel became a nation in 1948 as i've said in 1949 the very next year turkey became the first muslim majority country in the world to recognize israel as a state and turkey and israel had good relations up until about a decade ago Uh, In fact, in 2009, Israel's president, Shimon Peres, was invited by Turkey's president to address the Turkish parliament. 2009, the president of Israel addresses the Turkish parliament. But since that time, especially since 2010, the relationship between Turkey and Israel has become tense. I have a couple more headlines for you. Turkey is increasingly becoming a threat to Israel. This is from the Jerusalem Post from July of this year. Uh, Turkey's president, whoever is on Israel's side, we are against them. Again, this is from last year. Uh, so you, you see there's tension rising between Turkey and, and Israel. But 1949, Turkey was the first Muslim country to recognize Israel. I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com.
0: Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: As a nation state, if you go back 20 or 30 years or more, Turkey and Israel had good relations, and it seemed unlikely that Turkey would ever be involved in an invasion of Israel. Again, 20, 30 years ago, you would have concluded, well, things will really have to change in Turkey for Turkey to invade Israel. Things have changed. Just in the last 10 years in Turkey, things have changed and turned against Israel. So in this confederation, among the nations that are part of this confederation, you have Russia, you have Iran, and you have Turkey joining forces with some other nations that are, that are mentioned here. And it's, and it's just in recent history that these nations have come together and joined forces. They've never come together before at any point in, in history. In fact, at many points in history, you would look and see and say, I, I can't see how Turkey and Iran and Russia would ever come together. But they've come together now. Uh, again, this is from July of 2020. Russia, Iran, Turkey say Israeli strike and Syria is destabilizing. Leaders contem- condemn the Jewish state. Look at this one. Putin, Russia in its place, Israel's pipeline will foil Moscow. So anyways, there is, uh, there, there is a, um, a joining of forces of Russia, Iran, and Turkey. And by the way, Russia, Iran, and Turkey, all three have troops in Syria right now on the Israeli border. And we're talking about an invasion of Israel by these nations. Uh, so we, we see this coming together as never before in all of human history. You go back 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, uh, and you can't see how these pieces will come together. And now it's real easy to see how these pieces could come together and these nations could come together. So now that brings us to verse 7. And verses 7 and 8 answer the question as to where this invasion will take place. Look at Verse 7. Prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered about you, and be a guard for them. After many days you will be visited. In the latter years you will come into the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel, that's a key phrase, which had long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely so this invasion will take place in the land of Israel and more specifically on the mountains of Israel now just to tell you a little bit about the geography of Israel Uh, the mountains of Israel run most of the length of the center of the country so they, they run from north to south down the center of the country kind of like a spine down the middle of the country similar to the Appalachian Mountains or the Rocky Mountains in our country. Now, here's the thing, though. The modern state of Israel became a nation in 1948. But it wasn't until 1967 in the Six-Day War, uh, but I should say up until 1967 in the Six-Day War, almost all of the mountains in central Israel, almost all of the mountains were part of Jordan. They belonged to Jordan, not to Israel. It wasn't until the Six-Day War 1967 that Israel gained uh, those mountains, the the mountain range. You know, sometimes you hear politicians talk about uh, Israel going back to their 1967 borders. Well, those borders would include Jordan possessing kind of the, the middle part of the country, the central part of the country, including the central mountains, those belong to Jordan up until 1967. So it's only since 1967 that Israel has possessed the mountains of Israel. And, and here it's talking about this invasion of Israel on the mountains of, of, of Israel. Again, if we go back to a time before 1967, we go back to 1966, and we look at this prophecy, and these invading armies invade on the mountains of Israel, we would say, well, the mountains of Israel, they aren't in Israel. They're, 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 part, of, they're part of Jordan. But since 1967, the mountains of Israel have been part of the state of Israel. So since then, it's possible. Now look at verse 8 again. Look at this description of Israel. Verse 8 describes Israel as a land brought back from the sword, a land that is gathered from many people. Currently, Jews from 80 to 90 nations have migrated to Israel. They've been brought back from many people. A land whose mountains had long been desolate, meaning they're no longer desolate. The mountains of Israel have been settled. They've been uh, developed, there's cities in the mountains, farms in the mountains, industry in the mountains. And it says, and now the people dwell safely. And the idea here was safely is confidently. Confidently. Israel is confident in their ability to defend themselves against their enemies. Just listen to Benjamin Netanyahu talk about their ability to defend themselves. They are confident in their ability to defend themselves against their enemies. And that's the idea here with they dwell safely. All of these statements in verse 8 are true about the modern state of Israel. They could not be said about Israel at any other point in their history since Ezekiel wrote this. But it could be said today. Look at the description of this invading army in verse 9. You will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud. You and all your troops and many peoples with you. So this invading army is going to move across the land like a storm, just swiftly moving through the land. Verse 10. Thus... Says the Lord God, on that day it shall come to pass that thoughts will arise in your mind and you will make an evil plan. So this invasion will be premeditated. It's a, it's a coordinated surprise attack against Israel. A surprise invasion coordinated with these different countries. Has that ever happened before? Sure, it happens. Happened before. Yom Kippur War coordinated it. There's been many. Attacks like this against Israel, modern history. You will say, verse 11, I will go up against a land of unwalled villages. I will go to a peaceful people who dwell safely. They, they think they are confident in their ability to defend themselves, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. And here's the reason why to take plunder and to take booty and to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are again inhabited and against the people gathered from the nations, again, 80 or 90 nations, who have acquired livestock and goods, who dwell in the midst of the land. So the reason for this invasion is is told in verse 12, the reason for this invasion is to take plunder and to take booty. These invading nations will be seeking to take Something uh, that Israel has, but what exactly they will want is not spelled out for us in the text. It doesn't tell us what it is, but it's something of value that these nations, led by Russia, wants. There's been a lot of speculation as to what these invading nations will want to take that Israel has. One thing it could be is natural resources. Israel has a lot of natural resources, including natural gas. Israel has a huge natural gas reserve that's just been discovered in recent time. And Israel is currently in the process of building a pipeline to Europe to provide natural gas to the European nations. Currently, Russia is the number one provider of natural gas to Europe, So this is going to cut into Russia's profits and Russia's business and their stronghold on the European nations as their only natural gas supplier. Putin, Russia, in its place, Israel's pipeline will foil Moscow. Israeli natural gas pipeline to Europe is set to break the Kremlin's stronghold on energy. That's from August of 2020. So, again, it's just speculation, but it could be that Russia invades to take over the natural gas because of the impact it's happening, it has on uh, Russia.
2: He asked me how I know, and I say truer than the...
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan, as we study verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 27, the Lord says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statues, and be careful, to obey my rules. No matter how far away you stray from God, He never gives up on you. He always offers restoration and hope, even after you might reject it. What a gift and what love. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, we encourage you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. We also encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with Jesus. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week we gather together at 10 a.m. on Sunday to worship our Savior and study God's Word. And we'd be honored to share that time with you. Check out calvaryec.com to find directions and to learn more about the church behind this ministry. Again, that was Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We're so glad you joined us today, and we pray this message has been a blessing and encouraged you in your faith. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the book of Ezekiel when you tune in again, right here on Ring of Truth. I see
2: the signs and I recognize the